Duffy. The great. How's it going? Uh, you know, it's it's going. Yeah. The wheel yeah. keeps turning in the sky. That's right. Still surrounded by muck, still surrounded by magic. <laughs> Welcome back to the Mac and Magic, people. You're just like you're so good at that. You just like slide right in. And I'm just like that. <laughs> slide to the left. Yeah. Um, so uh, a little bit of insider uh, peek behind the curtain. This is the first time we've recorded in, in a while yeah. now. Um, yeah. We did the first three episodes uh, like late July, early August. And, yep. uh, and, and right now it is early September or mid-September. Really. It's, it's already mid-September. I am it so fast. crying a little inside, but we'll yeah. get to that later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, because, uh, today's episode folks is all about, uh, what you can do to soothe yourself when you're crying inside. <laughs> so that's a <laughs> pretty, pretty good much. transition. Um, I know. Uh, Rach, what are we talking about today? We're talking, well, I think we're going to go with the term mindfulness because that's very all-encompassing, right? So we're yeah. going to talk about mindfulness and what that means to each of us individually. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Mind, when I think of mindfulness, I um, think of meditation first and foremost. Um, yeah. As like a practice of uh, awareness. And it's something that I like had a concept of, um, but I wasn't doing, I wasn't like taught how until uh, very, very recently. And um, has been uh, has been a major part of, of my um, uh, new understanding of myself and my like mental <laughs> progress. <laughs> I just can't. I'm sorry. You're talking this and like your shirt <laughs> and your hair, and it's yeah. just so perfect. It's so we're like we're gonna talk about mindfulness, guys, and like. If you could see Duffy right now, he yeah, like uh, describe me because <laughs> I like, can't. <laughs> <laughs> well, the bun, your hair, which is getting like right. very long and like beautiful, it by is. the way. Like Thank I'm you. loving it. Um, Thank you. It's up in a bun, so it's like you've got this like wise Buddha thing happening but it's messy. And then you've got a Britney t-shirt on now. Is that like from a concert or did you just get it or? Well, it's, uh, it's from a target via okay. yeah. my friends. Um, and, uh, <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's her. Um, I think we're talking circa, um, baby one more time album. I think it's like first album. Um, yeah yep yep she's sitting in the chair backwards sitting on the chair yeah like her goonie smile going on yeah and and sometimes uh, the fabric moves 
and you're talking and she's like this, like her <laughs> face, you can't see my face, but her face is like all spread out in the smile. And it's like, right, exactly. This is about like when you're, when you're forcing and faking the smile, you know? Yeah. And yeah. So yeah, yeah, keep going. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a, it, it's a very, uh, shall we say manic shirt. <laughs> yeah. And, um, yes. And she's kind of a, uh, she's kind of a, a, a pulse, a poster girl for um, mental issues, you know, mm-hmm, in, our, mm-hmm. uh, in terms of like what her archetype has become. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, I was going through some struggles recently and uh, went into an inpatient program. And so my friends, um, sent me this shirt as part of a care package. Oh my um, God. That's yeah, so our, nice. Yeah. 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 It was, uh, uh, our friend summer, um, also sent me some like little tiny bottles of shampoo and conditioner. That's and, so nice. Um, yeah. And a stuffed animal. Uh, I was, moose. I was so going to send good. you stuff Duffy, but my, I am so delayed with my life and like oh, doing yeah. things sometimes that you were out before I like had the chance. I was yeah. like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Even I though you were in, in there for a little bit. Yeah. I was in there for 10 days uh, total. Yeah, and... That's a good amount of time. I'm oh, just yeah. like slow. I'm just slow. Yeah. And, uh, and now I'm like, you know, in therapy and medicated mm-hmm. and have discovered a lot about myself, like spiritually and, uh, I'm feeling better than ever. And it's been a just like massive lifestyle change on top of that. I know. Um, yeah. yeah. You look good. You know, I was thank giggling you. earlier. You do look good. Like, yeah, yeah. No, thank you. <laughs> it's like, it's, it's an aesthetic that we strive for that. Yeah. Yeah. And this is like, uh, so I'm on the West coast, Rachel's on the East coast. So it's a lot earlier yeah. for me. So I literally woke up like you know, 20 minutes ago, I've got a uh, horrible multigrain Cheerio breast <laughs> right now. <laughs> and I'm in the Britney shirt because I slept in it last night. This bun is a mess because I slept in it last night. Like this. Is, I woke up like this. this. Like, I woke up like this. <laughs> exactly. So I'm also going to find Britney's most manic song and it's going on the playlist, but. Oh, yeah. Um, well, and so I don't have any be circus, for how right? I look. Oh. Oh, well, you look great, by the way. Let me, well, let thank me send that. Those compliments thank right back. Specifically, your hair is awesome. Your skin oh, is glowing right now. And that's a dope <laughs> shirt. <laughs> this is also from Target. Is it? I just, yeah. I just got it because I went on a, um, uh, a retail therapy trip, which is what my mom used to call it when we were growing up. Very nice. And I bought some stuff. Um, but thank you. Yeah. My hair is settling in and, um, yeah, it's doing weird things all the time, but I just didn't, I just got to go with it. But yeah, I've been up for hours and I haven't done crap. (laughs) So no excuse for me. (laughs) None needed. Um, Mm. yeah. Rachel's hair is like, it's like a big, uh, like bushy seventies thing has been for a while and it's, it, and it effing works. And then she's got some sweet, like uh, teal blue at the bottom. 
And then, uh, yeah, your shirt is like a subtle tie-dye thing. It looks pretty spacey. And um, thank you. Uh, yeah, it's good. So um, yeah, I'm I am loving the. Vibe. So how long has mindfulness been a part of your life, Rach? Oh, um, seven years. I wow, ew. Um, yeah, it's great. But I was like, whoa, that's, that's like, that's like all of like, that's all of high school and like almost through college. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I started becoming more mindful. Um, so it was like the year before I moved to Portland. So it's like maybe the year or two before, before you knew me. And I, um, just was like, I had just, I just reached a breaking point. Like I was like, Oh my God, you're so depressed. Mm-hmm. And, and this has been something I was struggling with, um, for like my whole life actually. And we've talked about this and like, I went on medication for pretty much all of high school, all of college. So that's like eight year, eight years, but I was on it for 10 years and it helped me when it did. And then it got to a point where it wasn't helping me. And I felt like it was a crutch. Like I was kind of using it to not deal with my emotions. So I, with, with my doctor, right. I decided to stop taking the medication and I started looking into alternative ways of, um, like coping with my anxiety and my depression. And that led to like me running a lot. I hate running. Like they're like, get endorphins. Like I hate it. I don't, it's not for me. I don't like it. Um, and then, uh, I always loved going to, um, psychics. Like I always was very drawn to getting readings and they've always made me feel better afterwards. Right. So I went to this woman, um, she reads angel cards. She was like one of the first people that gave me a reading. And there was another woman that gave me a reading that was like, Whoa, this was before Portland. Are angel cards different than tarot cards or is that a just a, what kind of deck she had. Yeah. So angel cards are more connected to the angels. So, and I don't know much about uh, all the angels, but there's like, you know, there's like Gabriel and Raphael and right, Metatron right. and all the other ones. Then they all do different things. So yeah, they're like specific cards for, they usually have, so it's not tarot at all. It's not like gotcha. the hero's journey and like all of that. It's, it's like, sayings with little messages that someone's created. Um, and so she works with those. And she was the first person that was like, you know, you're, you're psychic. Right. And I was like, what? (laughs) No, no, I'm not. And, and I said that, but I was like crying. Okay. Cause she was like giving me this reading and she was saying hello to my spirit. And I was like, Oh, nobody's seen me like this before. (laughs) But then I started laughing and I was like, no. And she's like, yeah, but like, you know, do you ever like see spirit or feel them? It could be like a breeze or like sometimes they come in with like running water or birds. And I was like, no, 
And she was like, okay, well, I'm seeing that like, you are very psychic and the dial is just turned off. And all you need to do is get to like, learn how to turn it on. And she was like, I'm hearing you need to start with meditation. And I was like, okay. And I was so unhappy. So, so, so unhappy. I was like, I'm going to try anything. And I started with reading, um, mindfulness books. Uh, that was, it didn't really work for me. Although like the books she suggested were great. Um, I tried to do the meditation where you like just sit with your eyes closed and you like visualize square and like count your breath and all of that. Yeah. And I just I'm learned curious, that the other day. Right. I'm curious to what the you're doing. Reading. Cause like I, seven years ago, six or seven years ago, literally could not do it. It just wasn't my form of meditation that I needed. I like couldn't turn off my brain and I couldn't focus and I could not sit still. It just didn't work for me. And I was like, ah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, also started to, I also started. <laughs> Your screen like freezed <laughs> right when you went, wow. <laughs> so it's like a perpetual. It's pretty awesome. (laughs) Well, that's that's kind of like, yeah, that's how I felt, I think. Um, but I just even that reading, even though like my I didn't hit on the meditation for me, I started to just be like, okay, well, she says I'm psychic, I'm gonna believe her and I'm gonna open up to the possibility of receiving messages. And that started to change my life because I started having experiences where I knew spirit was communicating with me. And I was like, holy shit. Like I had this one experience with a bird that it was a hawk and it was a hawk and it literally, I'll keep the story brief, but because I'm actually going to put it on my website. I realize this is a very important story. So it's going to be a part of my like bio website. So I could keep it brief, but a hawk, a hawk was like tormenting crows. I don't know if it was trying to eat them or eat their babies or whatever, but I, I noticed it and I was like, Ooh, like something's like going on. This is like, it didn't feel good. And I went outside and I was like leaving for work and the hawk like noticed me flew down to where I was like on a power line right across from me and literally was like, like talking to me. It was like, like, and I was just like, Oh my God. Like, you know, these moments where you're like, something's happening. And I didn't know what the bird was saying, but I think it was like pissed at me for like interrupting whatever was going on, but they were like up in the tree. I wasn't like near them at all, but he flew, he or she, I don't know. I don't know if it was a, a, a boy or a girl, but it flew down and like basically yelled at me then started flying as I started to move towards my car and just like walk away it flew right at me Duffy and turned at the last second Whoa. and I was like oh my god and like I drove to work that like 25 minutes and I was like what what's happening to me? Like what is going on? But like that start of following messages and signs got me to Portland. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Because I started, I started just picking up breadcrumbs and being like, okay, well 
if I want to change my life, then I'm going to try to be open to like receiving. And I was looking at New York. I was looking at Portland, Oregon, nothing for New York worked out. I felt safer in New York because I like knew people and it wasn't far from home, but like everything was pushing me towards Portland. And I was like, okay, I guess I'm going to Portland. And it's just, it was like magical. Like I got an apartment without having a job. Like I needed a co-signer. I got a co-signer for my apartment. Like, you know, and then I found meditation in Portland at the psychic school I went to, which is like when we met and like, yeah. yeah. So that, that form of meditation that I found that worked for me is called psychic meditation. And it's just a very visual form. It's, it's what worked for me because if I'm psychic and I'm clairvoyant and I'm like in my sixth or my third eye and I see things Mm. actually doing this visual, visual meditation of actively like clearing energy from my space, like my body, my aura, getting grounded, filling back in with my own energy. It's basically this process of moving out what's not you so that you can fill more in with you. And when I learned it, I knew right away that this was the thing for me because I felt it in my body. I could feel things leaving me. And I was just like, Whoa. And it changed my life. Like that also was a moment where finding the school and finding that community like changed my fucking life. So That's I'm going to stop cool. talking uh, about <laughs> it because I, I want to hear like what you've discovered. Um, and Cause I, and I think I wanted to say all that because to a point, like there's so many avenues out there for this. It's all about like what fuck finding what works for you, like what resonates for you and just running with it. Totally. Um, so coincidentally or significantly take your pick, uh, (laughs) my journey to meditation was also, um, following signs. Uh, so my first day, yeah, my first day in, um, I met, uh, this uh, kindred spirit who's this um, very creative but very depressed uh, mm. guy who um, uh, was about my age and we were both like comic book dorks uh, and so we we're getting along uh, really well um, and uh, he uh, he was talking about how one of his exes, used to be able to find four leaf clovers like nothing um, just by looking at a patch of clover and zoning out and looking at the entire patch instead of like searching specifically. And she would just boom, like pinpoint a four leaf. Um, Yeah. And so I was Mm -hmm. like, well, that's cool. And um, the next day uh, he, he left, but uh, I was out, um, in the garden uh we got like 45 minutes to be outside in garden time um which was uh um, which was the best part of the day every day um it's like it's like jail time like uh, you get time in the yard (laughs) 
Yeah, yeah, no, literally. Um, it was, uh, and someday we'll have to do an episode on uh, imprisonment because right. I learned a lot about it. Um, so, um, oh, yes, God. so we're out in the garden and uh, in the grass, there's like a bunch of, a bunch of clover. And so I'm like, all right, I'll give it a shot. And I do the method um, and like just kind of stop thinking and then boom, there's a four leaf clover. First one I've ever found my whole life. So I was like, all right, that's pretty sick. Next day, boom, I do it again. I find another. Um, and, uh, and so I'm pretty stoked on this. And I think, uh, what else can I find just by, just by, being? you know, just by being, uh-huh. um, so they had like a wall of books. And I just sort of like unfocused my mind and I was like, I wonder if they have any, uh, any books about Greek myths because I was feeling like epic and I love those things. And boom, they did. And so mm -hmm. I started reading this book on the Greek myths and I kind of became um, a little obsessed with the concepts of the Greek gods. And mm -hmm. I made this like wheel of them, uh, of like my 12 favorites, like 12 mass or six masculine, six feminine interlocked and um, Zeus on top, Hades on bottom, the rest, like just aesthetically how I liked them. Um, and then, uh, and then I started like trying to, I was like, all right, oh, maybe I'll pray to a different one every day. Um, see what that does. Cause at that point it was like, my fourth day in time had stopped being a concept and uh it was I was like open to anything you know I was grabbing yeah. at straws trying to get better um and uh and so it's like all right well I had this mental breakdown on the fifth so that was uh definitely a Hades day you know so if that's Hades let's number the days see what's what and then yeah. on Zeus, on Zeus Day, that was my mom's uh, uh, birthday, which we had previously discussed uh, on yeah on this show as being a day where like you know a bunch of massive shooting stars were going by, including mm -hmm. like a huge one. And I was like, okay, well that's my buddy Zeus, like straight up. <laughs> um, and uh, and looking at his behaviors and actions, like he is definitely as bipolar as I am too so like, yeah, word <laughs> up. if I have a god yeah. it's that um, like, and then Zeus, uh, yeah don't just don't like you know marry your sister and all that stuff you know yeah yeah to be avoided for sure yeah um, <laughs> um, and uh, so 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 I went around and tried to figure out like you know the day I'm setting this up who's who's the god that day uh, and it's the goddess Athena, um, hmm. uh, you know, goddess of wisdom. And I was like, yeah. okay, hell yeah. So then uh, ever since, um, and I forget exactly the date on that, um, but ever since uh, I've been praying to a different um, Greek god every day. Um, yeah. Today's Dionysus and uh, the, the act Ooh. of, prayer um has kind of become a focused meditation for me 
And in the midst of all this, in, yeah. um, at, at, in, in the inpatient, they're teaching us how to meditate and how to be mindful and whatnot. So I'm just personally um, starting my days uh, with a meditation where I just focus on um, clearing my mind, you know, and when I'm in a full sense of self um, and in that kind of dreamy spiritual place, um, I just call on an, a presence that I see as Hermes, the messenger God, and I just give him a little message to give to a specific God because they're busy and I don't want to bother them. And uh, wow, and, well, and isn't so that like every every like person who has depression or anxiety or mania they're like i don't want to bother you yeah (laughs) (laughs) totally totally it's it's Uh, okay again yeah yeah exactly (laughs) exactly exactly um so yeah so yeah hermes uh hermes is my guy and he delivers my messages and 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 then And then during the day, I sort of take note of the signs of the specific God's influence on my day. And, um, and so I, I begin the days with a, with a meditation focusing on asking for help. And then at night, I focus on thankfulness. And so mm-hmm. instead of you know, ending my nights worrying about what I've got to do or you know, getting in my head about what I should have done or, you know, that kind of like, oh crap, I haven't done my homework shame that just like keeps you up forever. I'm also a recovering insomniac, you know, so I just (laughs) stay up way, way into the night, just in bed, freaking out. Um, But now uh, I found a way to just be happy and thankful before sleep every night and it like does wonders um for my for my mood and my life and it's a yeah and it's a mindfulness practice for me um yeah yeah I love that because what I heard it makes so much sense to me like what you're doing and I think it's really cool that you you kind of created it and I think I think you having that exercise of, you know, finding the four leaf clover, but like not doing this whole, like, Oh, I got to do, 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 I got to search for it. And you just, that is like what we call being versus doing. There are times in our life where, yeah, we want to do, we want to like get shit done. But like a lot of times where the magic is in all of this work is like when you're not doing when you step out of effort. So when you were telling that story, I was like, oh, Duffy stepped out of effort, maybe for the first time in his life, I'm going to venture to say, and you had this very magical experience because you were just being, and it was like, you know, letting the energy work for you. And it's like, boom, here it is the thing that you were looking for. And then you were able to then create this whole system that now is helping you every day. And like, you're, you know, regardless of what other people believe, like 
I believe, and I think it sounds like you believe, well, like there are beings out there and some of them not, you know, some of them not so great. They don't want to help you, but there's a lot that do want to help you. And I'm like, oh, Duffy's just working with beings. Like, like gods and goddesses like that was something that we did in one of my um when I did the year-long women's clairvoyant training it got really focused just for women we worked with some goddesses and some of them are like no joke um one of my favorites to work with and I I don't even want to say her name right now because that's how powerful she is and I mean like they're all powerful right but she like you do not call her into your life unless you seriously want to change your life. I think she's like the goddess of destruction and death and and that meaning like she will end things in your life and clear a path. And so it's really powerful. Like you found something and you're really in your power right now even though it might not feel like it like being in your power doesn't mean like everything's great all the time <laughs> yeah yeah I've got good days and bad but, like days, I love what anyone. you're yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and that, I think it's really you know, really cool I I'd been I'd been I hadn't been believing in anything for a long time. I've been a very staunch atheist Mm. and, um, and, you know, back in the day I found a lot of comfort in that, but that comfort sort of uh, decreased over time and, and just being open to that, open to belief um, at this point in my life has, has made me open to other things too. And it's like, significantly improved my mood um and uh and my sense of self you know so yeah yeah i i have a question oh sure i didn't i didn't realize you were such a staunch atheist like when we met so what did you think about like because you came to my like psychic school graduations and you you got healings and or maybe just readings i don't know so what did you think about that well, Were you I'd just like, always, oh, I'm here to support my friend and I like, you know, uh, love it. Yeah, but also uh, I, I think I'd always like, 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 it's interesting, like just because I was atheist, I still had beliefs, you know, right. Um, I, I believed the world was, you know. I believed we lived in a cyclical universe, for instance. I believed that uh, I believed in fate to a certain degree. Um, I, but uh, I, but yeah, I was, um, yeah, the, the psychic uh, school readings um, when we'd go to your, your graduations and uh, people, uh, the, the, the fellow students of yours would give us readings. It was always like very, significant for me that was my only experience with psychics you know and it felt really good um and I was very open to it and I've always been very open to talking with you about your psychic uh abilities because um you know uh 
because I've had experiences with other people being psychic, you know, I knew something was up. I just didn't know what it was, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I was, uh, and, and I could see how good it was for you. And, and so I like, yeah, I, I wanted to be as supportive as possible. And, um, and, uh, and, and, and also I was, I was, you know, there was something in me that was very spiritual and very curious. I just wasn't leading with that enough to, you know, ask you everything about it that I wanted to, you know? Maybe I got confused with, wait, so atheist is like, you just don't prescribe to any religion and then is agnostic. I'm, so I'm getting ag- confused. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think I was confused. I think I was more agnostic than, than I was, uh, than okay. I was really labeling myself. Uh, agnostic is you don't know what's up and you're fine. Not knowing, you know, it's oh, like, it could be okay, anything. Okay. It doesn't bother me. That's agnostic. Okay. It's like, I don't know. Um, and then <laughs> <I'm> atheism, <laughs> atheism is, uh, no, y'all are being silly. Uh, science, science is like, you know, truth is truth. Anything that's not uh, truth is not truth, you know? Interesting. Um, and okay. so it's like, uh, it's like mythology produces all these chemical reactions in the brain, but it's not real. So I don't need to believe it. And the act of belief is actually a destructive force in our world ultimately. So it's better to not believe in things. That's atheism. Wow. Yeah. yeah. That's intense. I didn't know yeah, all is. of that because I was raised Catholic. So I was never, I was never allowed to not believe something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I kind of moved away from Catholicism because I just, I could feel it even when I was, um, I think I knew as a kid, but as a teenager, like 15 or 16, and I started going out in the world and, making friends, um, and, and meeting gay people and, and having gay friends and all these things. And I was just like, Oh God, like I, I actually don't really prescribe to this religion. Like I don't, and I didn't feel good about, um, like cherry picking in a way. Like I didn't feel good about being in what was the house of God, but then also like not really believing in most of it, you know, what, what, and this could be a whole topic or we won't get into, but like what the church pulled, you know, I feel like they cherry picked from the Bible to like pull from what they wanted. Yeah. But like, I just was like, I felt so uncomfortable going every week and, and like sit and pledging in a way to God. And then I was like, yeah, but like, I don't believe in like half of this stuff. Um, right but it was nice to like learn, I guess, like to grow up in an environment with something to believe in, you know, but. Yeah. Um, uh, for, for my part, um, my dad was raised Catholic, uh, Mm. also from Massachusetts. Uh, (laughs) yeah, there's a lot of us. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, by the time I came around, um, into existence that is uh, he, <laughs> he, uh, he raised us uh, Protestant 
Um, uh-huh. And, uh, and so we were going to church. He was like, you know, um, he was married Protestant. Um, and, and we were like practicing Christians for like a long time. And then in the eighth grade, I had, I forget what I was, I, I was frustrated about something. And I was sitting in the kitchen eating a bowl of cereal and I like was looking around the kitchen and, and I remember just having the, uh, I was, I was like really frustrated um, <laughs> with God and doing that classic, like, why would God let this thing happen? You know? And then yeah. I was like, and then I, I remember thinking, dude, there's obviously no God. And when I thought that, I had that, like, um, <laughs> I had that, like, you, you know, uh, born again Christians, how they talk about, like, uh, the warm blanket of light, like, 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 sort of like pouring uh, over your body and whatnot. I had, like, a of, reli- yeah. yeah, I had this, like, religious experience physically where the second I had that thought, like, the sensation of calm like just draped over me and it just felt like divine knowledge had entered me and and looking around realizing that God hadn't made any of this and hadn't made me it was like it was like I could see the matrix like it was yeah uh, beautiful and um and and I kind of became a fanatic about atheism at that point and I started reading some mm-hmm. beautiful books that I'd recommend anyone read um a bunch of Carl Sagan and um and other atheists and uh it was uh and it was a time of like a lot of like knowledge uh discovery for me was um you know reading about how the universe works through science and and I loved it and uh and one by one, the rest of my family came around too. Uh, <laughs> so after a while, my uh, my dad became atheist, and then my sister, and then my mom, and uh, and 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 then we're you know we're just that for a long time. And then um, uh, mom is like a very spiritual person. She does a lot of yoga a lot of mm-hmm. mindfulness and meditation and uh you know we're all spiritual in our own different ways um, yeah yeah I I was thinking about yoga too yoga is like another great way to because what is mindfulness but just pulling your attention off of everything outside of you and bringing it back to you And I was thinking about this the other day when we talked about doing this episode of mindfulness and I was thinking about, okay, well, what am I doing when I meditate? And that's literally what I'm doing. And uh, so that practice is so powerful to like have a practice of that every day, whether it's like yoga or meditation or walking in nature, like just like, I mean, I feel like people who really love hiking have found some sort of mindfulness in that. Right. So developing some sort of practice of taking your attention off of everything that's outside of you and bringing it back to you 
is actually like so helpful when you're in situations, like when you're in the world. And that's basically what I learned in psychic school. One of the many things I learned, but like, okay, so I have this example for you. So remember when we were talking yesterday and I was like, I'm just so frustrated and I'm frustrated with this person and I'm frustrated with my life. I don't feel like it's in movement and I feel stuck. I literally, so I went to work and I Mm -hmm. had my first bar training shift. It went great by the way. And I think just being back behind the bar and like being in that creative space, because it's, you know, like serving, it's not really creative at all. It's like, no, it's laid out for you and you just follow the path. Right. But with bartending, it's like, you're in the driver's seat and yeah, there's maybe some, some like walls to like help you along the way, but like you're in the driver's seat. It's a much more creative position in the service industry, probably yeah. much like cooking. Yeah. You're, you're also, you're also at like a, it's like a control panel kind of feeling. Right. You know? You're like yeah. at the helm of the ship or whatever. I don't know if that's the right yeah. language for that. Love it. Where my sea people, my sea shanty people <laughs> got to tell me if I was right or wrong about that. But <laughs> shanty pants. so I was thinking about this and I was in a during a break behind the bar and I it literally dropped in Duffy into my head Um, and I was like oh my god my birthday is in two weeks mm -hmm. and actually what I am freaking out about is this thing that I do every year around my birthday about aging wow yeah and Okay, it started at 25 when I had like a very depressive spiral meltdown. <clears throat> and it's gotten better since then in the yeah. like nine years. I remember Where 25. Now, 25 is hard. Oh my God, 25 was brutal. So now I'm turning, I'm gonna be turning 34 in, in like two weeks. And now it's like, oh, this energy comes up and I can see it and recognize it and I can just let it move through me because I know it's not actually what I believe. Like it's not my truth that I, uh, that I, so this is the narrative that I run around my birthday that I've accomplished nothing. What am I doing with my life? I don't Mm -hmm. have this. I focus on everything that I don't have. And it's just not true because I've accomplished so much. It might not be by like the world's standards, (laughs) Of like yeah. what I should have at 34 or like when I was 25, it was like, oh my God, I should have my job with my degree and blah, 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 you know, whatever right. it is at whatever age, but it's yeah. just not true for me. Like I've accomplished so much. I've moved mountains in my life. Okay. Yeah. And so I was standing there behind the bar and I was like, oh my God that's what all of this has been about. And now I can let it go. But I was thinking about that with, with mindfulness and meditation. It's like a lot of our situations actually, um, yes, like somebody might do something to piss you off, right? Externally, Mm -hmm. all the external stuff is actually pointing to something internal. And if you just take a moment, which is mindfulness, and 
start to pull back all of your attention points. So attention, your attention is energy and our attention is everywhere all the time. And it's always on other people. It's not about them. And it's about this part of me that I don't know, make it up, has a hard time with authority and like, doesn't like to be told what to do. That's just an example. But do you see what I'm saying? Like, I had this moment last night where I was like, okay, I might be frustrated at that friend who doesn't answer my phone calls, but really, I'm just like, really what's going on is there's a part of me that's freaking out about turning 34 and it's, it's okay. Like feel my feelings about it, but not let it control my life anymore. Like not let it spin me out. Cause like, actually I don't feel 34. I've never felt my age. I feel very youthful. I'm not worried about aging. I think aging is beautiful. I'm not worried that I don't have this and this and this, and I'm 34. Cause I believe that things happen in divine timing and I'm like, boom. Okay. Yeah. Nice. But literally, literally like you heard me on the voice memo and I was like, oh, yeah. and yeah, then I yeah. got through work and I was like, oh my God, I have to apologize to Duffy because I like, I worked it out. <laughs> I know what this is about That's awesome. <laughs> and I'm fine. That's awesome. I had a very, very difficult day yesterday as well. It was the first like, really hard day I've had since uh since going into treatment you really know? and you were listening yeah, to me go know. off you're so nice hey, you gotta no, tell me to shut fine. the fuck up no no I don't want you to <laughs> that's what I'm here for and uh and you do the same for me like no no worries yeah um and 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 that's like um you know that's that's what I wanted to say about that is these these negative thoughts that that just happen all the time because we're smart and critical people right Um, and it's actually good to be critical because you can identify what's bothering you but but when we start beating you know beating ourselves up like like those statements there's like a you know there's a flip for each of them that's an affirmation Mm -hmm. statement and so like if you're like um i haven't done anything um, you know, I haven't accomplished anything this year. The flip of that would be I've, uh, you know, I do so much. I've accomplished many, many things, you know? And, yeah. and so saying, saying that a number of times until you believe it, uh, is a way to, to smooth that out. And, uh, you know, uh, I need to apologize to Duffy becomes a uh I don't need to apologize to Duffy at all because he's stated that he's fine you know yeah hell yeah <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah yeah uh, uh mindfulness um I like what you're saying about uh about it being a way to connect with yourself it's also a way to like connect with your body because um the mind mm-hmm. is literally just a part of your body, you know, and it sends you, these thoughts we have that we think are ourselves are actually just signals that a organ is telling our body, you know, our brain is just an organ, right? Okay. Um, and so 
mindfulness is kind of bodyfulness at the same way in in that in that when you you know when you're when you're practicing awareness you can kind of feel signals from other places in your body communicating um and uh and reconnecting to that has been a real revelation for me because I've been sort of neglecting my body most of my life just not focusing on it and sort of uh you know abusing it with bad food or bad decisions um just uh as as a way of of sort of like doing penance for what I thought was you know you know just beating beating myself up like uh physically you know Um, totally I think a lot of people do that a lot of like I ignore my body too for a long time and it's it's beautiful to watch you come into your body so for me what I feel about that is like a lot of people are walking around the world and their spirit is like out of their body Mm-hmm. And it, it takes a lot because it, it, it's gotten like kicked out from yeah. trauma or wounding or grief or whatever. It happens to everybody. Right. And so it's beautiful to like to have been watching you on this journey as somebody that I, you know, ran around Portland with and like mm-hmm. abused. We abused our bodies together many times, you know, yes, with drinking <laughs> and whatever. Cheers. Um, right. <laughs> and now we drink Spindrift. Maybe Spindrift we will like, <laughs> like want to sponsor us. But anyway, we were just yeah. talking about how we were before we were recording about how we we're obsessed with Spindrift. Now I'm still drinking a little bit, but I'm drinking way less. But like, it's been yeah. beautiful to watch you come into your body and like, nobody wants to be, we don't want to be in our body because it's fucking painful. Like, like when I started coming into my body, I was like, Oh my God, I've neglected like my legs and my leg muscles are like, I need a stretching routine. I need to do yoga or something. It's like, or, or we don't want to look at that emotional. A lot of times it's emotions, you know, like being in your body and being human I'm sorry. It fucking sucks. It sucks. It does. It does. So I had a I had a major sweat phobia. What's one of my <laughs> was one of my hurdles? Where like if a bead of sweat, and as you know, I am a sweater too. So like like if a bead. Oh of yeah, sweat, I remember you running around that. Uh, yeah, like I remember you running around voice box like sweating. You know. Oh, totally, <laughs> totally. Yeah, chicken with my head cut off. Um, like you said, just in doing mode, <laughs> right? Um, uh, yeah. But yeah, yeah, if a bead of sweat like goes down my brow, like internally, I like, I'm like, this is a catastrophic, catastrophic failure. <laughs> we've done, we've done Aww. something clearly wrong because we have sweat <laughs> on our goddamn face right now. It's, yeah. it still disgusts me to high heaven, but like, you know, it's a, it's a process and it's actually, you know, a purge of bad things. So calm the hell down. (laughs) Right. Like we all sweat, like some of us more than others, but like, yeah, it's all, it's a thing. Yeah. And so it's been, it's been so beautiful to watch you on this journey though. Cause it like started with, I remember we were talking, you're like, yeah, like I, I haven't been drinking. And I was like, what? (laughs) 
<laughs> right. You? I was like, Duffy? <laughs> Not drinking? <laughs> and then you were like, yeah, I'm getting up in the morning and going on walks. And I was like, oh my God, like he's shifting. He's shifting his energy. And it started with that. And then I, I, I just yeah. think going to like an inpatient, was it an inpatient facility or yeah, whatever? Yeah, um, yeah, it's called uh, the Unity Ward at uh, Legacy Emanuel. Highly recommend if you're in the Portland era area <laughs> and you need in the Portland era. Oh my god, <laughs> um, it starts here, folks. Uh, it starts um, here. But if if you're in the Portland area and you need mental health, I recommend the Urgent Walk-in Facility at Cascadia. They're great. Within an hour, you will be talking to a therapist completely free. Um, uh, wow. But if you need if you need intensive care. Um, uh, legacy Emanuel, um, go to the uni ward and uh, just be honest, tell them what's up and, and they'll know what to do. And it's a, it's a, it's a intense, but a wonderful place to, um, uh, to rest and, and reconnect and get diagnosed. Um, yeah. 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 Cause when uh, I, when you were doing on that journey, I was like, okay, but this is part of his journey. Like he needs this, like he needs somebody else to hold him. Yeah. I was, I I was, um, I was getting to the end of my rope, you know, I run out. I, Oh, sorry. (laughs) Was I, was I paused there? We're good. A little, Uh, but I could still hear you. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, I was getting to the end of my rope. I was running out of running out of rungs on the ladder and it was freaking me out. And I thought I had this major, you know, to be or not to be decision that I had to make. Um, <laughs> did and, you just reference just, Hamlet? <laughs> I did. I did. Because he also it, uh, is a uh, yeah. mental issues uh, superstar, just like Miss Spears. <laughs> um, so, uh, yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so oh, yeah. We should talk about uh, that one day. And Ophelia. Oh, God. Oh, Ophelia. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> for another time, though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um. So. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. If, if if flowers are very important to you, don't go chasing waterfalls. <laughs> like so honestly. She's my favorite. <laughs> I love her. And you know that painting? I forget who paint that painting of Ophelia. But it's like whenever I feel like Oh yeah, I, is that the, a Waterston? I'm not sure. But it's literally yeah. of her in the water with flowers and she's just like Yeah. Like <laughs> dead. Like I I feel like when that energy comes to me, I'm in a very specific female archetype and it's like Yes. Like kind of victimy but it's also mm-hmm. very powerful. And I'm like, fuck all y'all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Totally. totally. So I delicate. fucking love her. Yeah. Yeah. The sickly alabaster skin and yes. the, uh, <laughs> yes. And her fine clothes are wet as hell. What has happened? Yeah. Um, anyways, I went to a, um, entirely Ophelia plates and Mm -hmm. and I and it was like you know it was a fear 
that I had become a husk of myself and I was afraid to look inside because I was nervous there truly wouldn't be any of me left, you know? And so I was just masked on all the time. And I've got an awesome mask. I I, I have a hilarious and lovable mask and everyone, you know, showers me with like such esteem that I never had to build self-esteem for myself. And um, Mm -hmm. it like, but when I looked into myself, when I did crack the husk and look inside everything that I always was and always will be was still there and still very, very much alive. And um, I met a psychic in treatment, um, an extremely powerful one (laughs) uh, who I had some amazing, brilliant conversations with. um, And she was like, uh, you know, uh, John, you're going to live a very long time. And I was like, ha ha. Okay. And then she grabbed my (laughs) hand and was like, no, you're going to live for 400 years. And when she said it, (laughs) I wanted it more than I've ever wanted, like anything. I wanted Mm -hmm. like an epically long life. Um, And so, uh, and, and, and that kind of brought me to, to the, to the, to the decision that I was scared to make, which was, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna live and I want to live and you can't want immortality and your own demise at the same time. And I've been just completely on, on, on this, uh, on this health kick ever since. And it's been effing awesome. And uh, that makes me like, so warm in my heart because I relate (laughs) to that so much. Like, yeah. I think, I think, you know, the saying like the people that smile the biggest are the ones who struggle the most or something like that. I don't know, totally. but I think, I think it's very true because also like my own demise, I'm going to use your wording, um, sure. has something that I, that is something that I have battled my entire life. Now I never, I never get to a point of my own demise, but like I get to a point right. of like, I'm just so fucking tired and I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. And, uh, and I just think that like people don't, people look at me and they would never know that they would never guess that. I, I think people who really know me, yes. But I think the general public, it's like people look at me and they, they have a lot of pictures about me with how I look that. So dating apps, I, I kind of deleted them and I kind of on back on some of them, whatever. Mm-hmm. Do you know how many messages I get about my hair? And like, they're like, <laughs> oh, you look like you have a fun life. And I'm like, uh, I mean, like I do have a fun life, but like, it's actually inc- like, it's work. <laughs> like it's work yeah. to live. Okay. Right. And then one of the prompts I wrote, like what surpri- what people are surprised most about me. And I said Mm -hmm. that I'm actually quite an introvert. Like I'm very social, 
and I have extroverted tendencies, but like, I'm actually an introvert and I spend a lot of time alone and I need that time alone. And some guy messaged me and was like, oh, really with that hair or something (laughs) like that? Like something douchey. God. Douchey. Like, oh, with that hair, I wouldn't think that you're not introverted at all. And it's like, I was like, oh, exactly. Let me just nag you a bit there. Tell you how it actually is. I don't know if you know this about yourself, but like, come with me. I'll tell you everything you need to know, babe. Don't even worry. I was like, okay, hard left pass. I'm going to swipe left on that. But like, I was like, oh, right. Like people have all of these perceptions about other people. And like, it's just like, it's just your own lens of what you're looking through. And like, actually I struggle all the time. And, and we were talking about this, like some of my funniest, like when I just get on Instagram and I'm like, ah, like it's, I am like struggling the most. I am like crying (laughs) every day. I am depressed. It's like, I just Mm -hmm. don't, when I'm, I'm not the type of depressed person who gets on Instagram and like cry. Like I don't get on, like some people get on Instagram and they're like crying. Right. And they're like, oh, yeah. I'm depressed about this. And da, da, da. I don't do that. And instead, I get into this space. I don't even know what to call it. Uh, but it's really what's happening is I'm like channeling my creative energy. And in that, in doing that, it helps alleviate some of the grief I'm handling or the depression I'm handling in that moment. So like I get on Instagram stories and go off about like go down a rabbit hole or like, just, I mean, it's me, like I'm, I'm showing my real life and I think it's baloney and ridiculous, but it's actually, it's pretty funny. And like, then people just, but then I know I'm fulfilling this like picture of me that I'm like always happy. Mm. And yeah. it's just not true, but like, I don't know. I don't know. I only, I only cry with my besties or in the shower. <laughs> totally. Totally. New slogan. Good place for it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> shower crier. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You and your, uh, uh, your, your, your writer cries. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but I relate to that mask so well. And like, yeah. I love to hear you talk about that. Because when yeah. you told me, when you opened up to me finally about what you were going through, I was like, oh shit. Like, I knew you had struggled with depression and stuff, but I was right. like, I missed it. I missed all of the signs. I missed and then I had to- that you missed it. Yeah. <laughs> I, know. <laughs> I know. I had to like get to a level of forgiveness with myself because I was like, yeah, like it's not, it's not on me that I like miss the signs. Like I know what that's like. Like I know how you really work really hard so that nobody knows how much you're struggling. Cause I do that. Yes. Uh, Yeah. I was a, I was a very, very adept and powerful liar. Um, and you know, raised (laughs) by two actors and, uh, you know, it's a, it's, it's um it was it was a major it was a major defense and that's also like why I was such a 
you know, such a fun drunk. Like I could have been a drunk forever because I was such a fun drunk. No one, you know, was like, this guy needed help. It was always like, this guy needs a drink, you know, because he's great (laughs) on the drinks, you know? So um, we had so much fun. (laughs) Oh, so much fun. So much fun. And we're having so much fun now too. That's the thing. I know. I love being at bars, like still, like just as much as I used to. It's just among, you know the soda water with a splash of pineapple. And I just order that like automatically. So I don't have to think about it. Yeah. Um, And uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. The fun doesn't leave, uh, which was a revelation for me to say the least. Oh no, it doesn't. I, I feel like I realized that in psychic school now, like there are parts of psychic school where things that I was looking at in myself were really hard. And I went on like binges, alcohol binges, which is why it was so great having you as a friend. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and a few other Portland besties where we would just be like, Wah! drinking out all the time. Um, but I realized I was like, oh my God, this mindfulness journey is my drug. Like, this is what I'm living for. This is my high, this constant personal growth of working through things in, in me that are hard because when I come out of it and when I'm done, it's like a fucking high, it's like, Oh, I'm on top of the world. And I just came out of this big thing. And like, I am so grateful that I did not discover drugs like in high school because if I had, I don't think I would be here today. Like, and that's why I've all, I like knew also in college that I like stayed away from drugs because I knew that I have this like addictive Mm -hmm. tendency with the high, but I hate the low. And like, I was low for so long that I was like, I can't take drugs because (laughs) right. Like I will want that high all the time. And then when I found meditation and my psychic path, I was like, this is my drug and it's healthy. It's fine. It's actually beneficial to me and everybody around me. (laughs) So it's like, it's a healthy drug. So I have a question. Um, what's your, yeah. What's your, if, if, if it's your, if it's your like drinks, what's your, what's your favorite cocktail of mindfulness? Like, like what's your favorite, um, what's your favorite, uh, you know, uh, meditation or thing you do? Oh my like God. Specific practice. What a great question. <laughs> um, you know, I think like, obviously I feel like meditation for me is like a basic, it's like probably like a go-to cocktail for me, like a margarita. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, where like you can spice it up but like, that's just going to always be kind of there for me. And I think these days I'm really, um, I'm really diving into more body stuff. So, um, like just moving my body, like, like I always loved dancing, but now it's like, okay, like if I can't shake this energy, like I'm going to fucking dance it out and move my body. So there's that there's, just, just creativity, like, um, uh, like, I, like, well, music and po- it sounds stupid, but like posting 
on my stories, these really insanely things that happen in my life, that is like, has become a form of like helping me through things that are really hard. And I can't explain that yet. So I don't know what cocktail that would be. It would be like this cocktail Mm. that like, I don't really know if I like yet, but I'm sipping it like, because it's hard to show the world, like, you know, who you really are, but that's why we're here. You know, like it, but it's still, it's still hard to be like, oh, I ran over a bucket with my car yesterday. And like, I feel like a fucking idiot. What (laughs) do I do? (laughs) You know, um, which was something that happened to me the other day. Um, and I'm really into tarot cards right now. I feel like, I feel like tarot cards are like my dirty martini. Yeah. Because yeah. the cards aren't going to fucking lie to you. <laughs> yeah, They're not. Straight up. Yeah. And totally. it can be. So like, I like dirty martinis because it's easier to drink because I love olive juice. But like, mm-hmm. I feel like tarot cards are like, they're not going to fucking lie. So you're going to get this card and it's going to be like, fuck, I have to face that thing. And like, oh, yeah. you can and it's happened to me. I can, I can interpret it a certain way and be like, Oh no, it's not about that. It's about this. Do you know the card will come up and come up and come up until I actually (laughs) get the right interpretation. And I'm like, Oh, this is actually about my like inability to let go or whatever, you know? So yeah, I'm, I'm still meditating. Um, not as consistently, Uh, but like tarot cards have been like, yeah, I'm really deep diving into them now, which has always been something that I wanted to do. So it's great. Um, how about you? Um, well, yeah, I'm doing my prayer things, uh, which is sort of like morning and night. And then I tried to do one like in the middle of the day at some point too, like in the sun. Um, yeah. And, uh, yeah. Uh, there's there's a park near me that has like a slide that I like uh I like running up to the top and just like chilling out on this slide because it's sort of like a you know you're above the ground sort of thing um probably looks weird though (laughs) uh but oh I like that it sounds like you're connecting with your inner child yeah yeah totally it's like a safe place up there you know um yeah uh, but yeah, there's this one meditation that I learned the other day that I really, really like. Um, it's called, uh, it's called the mountain. Have you ever done that? Um, um, like, I think it sounds familiar. Yeah. It's like, um, you basically like picture a mountain for a while and then you picture yourself as the mountain like as you're sitting so like your head is like the top of it and like your legs are like the big base and it's just all these beautiful words um and uh you know you focus on just that you'll always be there and you know weather can pelt you but you don't like feel it you know it doesn't um doesn't bother you at all and it's just like a really really uh just like just gets me to a very peaceful and very like solid space and it just like 
feeling the permanence of it is really good. And also like picturing the cone of the mountain around me kind of like gives physical weight to like uh, the aura, you know, and, and oh. I just like love it. It feels like really comforting to just like picture yourself as a mountain. It's, it's, it's oh my so, God. That's I like say. that. Wow. I actually haven't heard of that. I was thinking of something else. Nice. Um, I'll, uh, I'll send it to you. I, uh, yeah. I forgot the, I wrote down the guy who did it. Um, but yeah, it's a good one. It's a good one. That's really cool. Yeah. It's bringing you like awareness to your space really. Yeah. Yeah. Like your totally. body, your aura, like that's, that's yeah. you, like, you know, that's really and It makes cool. me think of, uh, of Mount Fuji in Japan. And mm. back in like high school, I had like major goals of visiting Japan and I'd kind of forgotten about that. And, uh, <gasps> cool. Yeah, I want to see that. I want to see that place. Yeah. I would love to go to Japan as well. Like working at the Japanese oh, garden in Portland. Right. Really. I realized I was like, oh, I've always had an affinity for this, this culture. It's a beautiful um, culture. And yeah. And it, it showed up in my childhood too. And I had these memories of like, oh yeah, like I love uh, this country and, and this, this culture and then working. So it was no accident that I got that job and then learning more about like the, the tea prep and the food yeah. and like their ways of mindfulness. Right. With, cause that garden oh, yeah. was very meditative and you know, how they lay out the garden forces you to slow down. And um, right. like with how they lay out the stones and and then this way of framing the view, they'll use shrubbery to like frame the view and it like forces you to slow down. It forces you to appreciate what you're looking at. Not just like, I mean, some people barreled through because like, that's what sure. they do. They like miss the point. But yeah, it just, it was such a beautiful job and I was like oh my god I want to go to Japan so bad and the card the tarot cards wait hold on the tarot cards that I use I so the traditional deck is a rider weight jet deck um is who came up with the tarot cards originally and my um the but then there's uh there's you know how you can get various decks that are tarot but like not the traditional pictures of rider weight um of that deck so i'm pretty sure this person is japanese yoshi yoshitani yeah i can't remember but i was so drawn i was so drawn to this deck it's called tarot of the divine and it's inspired by deities deities folklore and fairy tales from around the world and because i I love that stuff, you know, English yeah. major stories. So there's yes. mythology, there's all this. So each card, like the lovers card is beauty and the beast. Beautiful. So yeah. And it, pretty sure um, they're Japanese, the, the creator of this deck. So awesome. it's something that's like been in my life and come up a lot. So we should go to Japan. We is should what definitely I'm go to Japan. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god we would be we would have so much fun and we'd oh, be yeah. such characters and we i think oh, we'd fit in like yeah. colored hair britney t-shirt oh, yeah. i'm so tall yeah. you see my man bun yeah we're in 
We're so in. <laughs> We're so in. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. So, so folks, if you'd like to sponsor our trip to Japan, <laughs> we are going to drop our uh, PayPal uh, uh, in the description, and uh, you know, uh, help us out here. <laughs> I fucking love you. I love you. I love I'm you like, too. So much. Not of that. I'm. Not, I'm not of. I mean, I think you're joking, right? This is a joke. I mean, getting getting money from strangers <laughs> is a is a joke for now, but it's coming, folks. Stay tuned. Japan is not right. a joke. That shit can happen. It's eventually. not a joke. Yeah. Yeah. But like I I love you because you're so we we are like yin and yang. We complement each other so well. Yeah, the the muck, the muck and the magic. And I think we take turns. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah we're also like we're also like the yin yang twins though too because oh. uh, you know because 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 we party <laughs> and we uh, party hard and um <laughs> we like to, With our we, spin like to offend, we like to offend people at times but it's always in the you know in the pursuit of good times Yes, hey. yes, that is very true. <laughs> Yin Yang Twins, love that. Go, okay, I'm going to find a song for the playlist. <laughs> She's writing this down. <laughs> I'm right. I made notes. I have notes. <laughs> Come on, it wouldn't be me if I weren't making notes on the yeah. side, okay? Yeah, 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 yeah. No. <laughs> okay. Count it, count it on it. <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh, oh boy this was great oh boy it was this is a good episode thanks for following along <laughs> folks we haven't i know even it was a heavy one we're but like, this was a good one <laughs> <laughs> yeah we think we're done recording we start like talking about our shits and farts again like <laughs> No, but it was a good one and it was heavy, but like, I think yeah. we need to talk more about these things and laugh about them. And yeah. It's also just good. such a big, it's such a big part of our life and our discussions that it's, it you is, know, yeah. I think it's good for people to hear off the bat, you know, get to know right. us better. Right. 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 Um, that we're fucking messes. And, oh yeah. Oh yeah. But brilliant messes. Right. Like, it, well, yeah. Right. I mean, <laughs> right. <laughs> like I look at a dumpster and I'm like yeah I'm a hot <laughs> piece of dumpster garbage in the summer sun you look, you look at a dumpster and feel seen <laughs> I do there's a dumpster yeah. right outside my work like the back door where we go into the dumpsters right there and every right, day right. well not every day four days a week four or five days a week I pass that dumpster and I go hello old friend yeah there but for <laughs> the then, grace of God <laughs> and then I yeah and then I open the door and I go into work and I'm like the hot garbage is here uh, wafting <laughs> yeah hell yeah do you have work today uh, yeah nice yeah 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 it's gonna be a good one are you are you still bar training um, yes. Yeah, so I had to pick up extra shifts for the bar training. And so I'm serving now, uh, Wednesday okay. through Saturday, and then I'm going to bar train, I think on Sunday. 
Nice. Yeah. Nice. Sounds good. All right. Well, we'll let you go, folks. Um, <laughs> thanks for thanks for tuning in. Um, we'll is there let anything you else go. You, <laughs> anything else you want to say, Rach? Um. No. I would just say, be kind to others. That's what I'll say. Yeah. Be yeah. kind to people. Realize totally. when you're in when you're in judgment of other people. And just let it go because we, you know, you yeah. really don't know what other people are going through. And that sounds very cliche, but it's so true. Totally, totally. And when and when you need a drink, you know, it's not that you do, like you, you don't need to distract yourself. You actually just need to reconnect to yourself because like yeah. you got it. Everything's cool. So take some breaths, get mindful and, uh, you know, just space out for a bit. Uh, it's, it's, it's okay to, it's okay to let yourself, to let yourself drift. Just calm it right. down. Don't ramp it right. up. Yeah. And if you usually have six drinks, maybe try just having three. Yeah. I mean, no yeah. pressure. Do, yeah. You know, <laughs> do your thing. Do your thing. Just do you, uh, babe. Yeah. You know, you, just try your best. You're, Cause you're awesome. You're awesome. You've listened to this whole thing. You're pretty freaking cool. You know? Nobody's here anymore. And we're like, you got this. <laughs> okay. Both our moms and they're very concerned. I know. Right. They're like, what did we pay for college for? <laughs> oh boy. Oh uh, yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. All right. Sorry, well, I just like clicked out. <laughs> it's time to go. Yeah. Well, that's where we're at. Okay. See you, see us. Oh, see you, see us. Hopefully soon. Oh, yeah. Big time soon. Big time soon, baby. All right. Bye. Right. Ciao.